0: Thank you for tuning in to Growing Tech Fast, the condensed podcast in which conversations about growing SaaS startups are had with those who have grown them. I'm joined today uh, by Joseph, who is an expert in uh, marketing for startups. Uh, Really great to have you on the podcast today, Joseph. uh, Let's kick things off uh, with with an
1: introduction. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Uh, Joseph Katz. Uh, I've been working in the startup space for dozen plus years now. Uh, I look at myself as a startup marketing guy. Uh, I've worked with uh, some successful companies and I've worked with some companies that have, uh, shall we say, less successful and uh, everything in between. And so, yeah, I really come to the table with, I guess, you know, the strategic approach to putting in an infrastructure for long-term growth.
0: Great. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, absolutely. It's kind of, um, you know, Rolling the dice, as it were, with um, startups—it's uh, uh, that risk first reward, um, and it's very difficult to uh, predict where that reward is. But uh, no, uh, Joseph's joined us with a, a dead load of experience, and um, we're very lucky to have him on. Uh, I, I actually think that um, you're—you could be our first marketer on the podcast, <laughs> which is
1: oh, well, that I'm <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is potentially. Um, you know a uh, a big weight to carry on your shoulders uh going into this but um yeah really really happy to uh, have you on here joseph um what i think what what you know what would be great to to kick us off um and it's a conversation that i have with a lot of my clients um i i help um fintech clients build uh, go to market teams and it's when when is or is there a Right or perfect point to switch from uh, sort of you know a, a, an outsourced marketing team to an in-house marketing team, Joseph.
1: So great question. I've worked in fintech, so I could, could relate to that. Uh, you said perfect, so I think in the startup world there is no perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's always a, a best guess or you know putting your best foot forward. I, I I've joined companies very early so employee number three at, a, at, a, at one company and we were hybrid right we were using internal myself and whatever resources i were able to pull together plus external agencies yeah you know, when you work with external agencies you know they can add a lot of value depending on what they're doing and, and what function they're serving hmm. you have to watch them i've found you know i've walked into lots of companies over the years where they've hired outside of consultants or agencies and no one's managing or watching what they're doing. And they're doing work and they're getting paid for that work, but not necessarily the best work or the right work for where the company needs to go. So really understanding like what resources you have to put in place when it comes to managing those, the, the marketing function is really important. So mm. I, you know, I, I tell people all the time, like it doesn't take a rocket test to run certain marketing campaigns. It, it does True. take someone who knows what they're doing. To do it effectively and drive an ROI.
0: Sure, uh, and when considering, um, you know, bringing that marketing team in-house, in, in your opinion, what what is the um, the best area to focus on for startups um, in regard to the the entire marketing function? Where <laughs> would you say that the, the yeah the most effective? Uh,
1: yeah, that's a very broad question. Uh, it's going to be really dependent upon what that product or service is all about and Mm -hmm. who their customers are, where their customers are. Yeah. I think what's really important is for the senior team and however that's defined at that company to understand, okay, we're going to bring in a marketer and we need them to do X, Y, or Z, you know, grow Mm -hmm. users, uh, acquire leads, get app downloads, accounts created, whatever is right for that business. You know, does this person know how to do that? You know, are they going to be able to do it at a cost effective way? Or are they basically going to look at, oh, Facebook's the answer for everything or whatever the the, the flavor yeah. of the day might be, right? So there are a lot of people that, you know, if you're a hammer, everything's a nail. Uh, yeah. So you really have to approach it with like, okay, what's the right tool to, draw, you know, to use for this particular situation and then put those tools to use in the right way. So I, I don't think there's a one size fits all. It really, you know, some cases it's going to be Facebook and Instagram marketing, and some is going to be search or natural or content or influencers or what have you. It's you know really need to understand what the customer acquisition model is and and what's mm. the cost per acquisition you're looking for and and lifetime value and, and understanding all those metrics are really going to become really important as you build that plan. Yeah, sure.
0: I it, I think it's um, exceptionally interesting and right now where we are at uh we didn't actually um talk about this but it's just come to me joseph as we're on the on the podcast live uh and talking about building out that very first marketer um i don't know if you have an opinion on it or what sort of thoughts around it but what do you think um chat gpt is going to do to the, the marketing world uh, i love
1: that chat gpt uh I had a whole conversation about this recently with someone chat GPT is one element of AI. I think AI as a category is going to have more of an impact than just the chat GPT, but different jobs are going to evolve. You know, the functions may evolve. Um, yeah. I, I don't personally, like if, you know, if you're, if a company's just using, you know, auto-generated text as their marketing mm. content, yeah, probably not going to be really successful. Can you get, get get something good? Yes, you probably can get something good. Is it gonna drive what you need? Probably not. You know, you need you're gonna need some human intervention there, whether that's editing or you know, fine-tuning the queries that go into the chat GPT. It's not like press a button and out comes the perfect solution. <laughs> People are gonna have to, you know, change their skills. Like I, I just I was talking about this with the, the other day with someone else, where jobs are gonna change. Um just like they did when the internet started, right? And then Mm. people's jobs changed and, you know, email marketing became a thing and social marketing became a thing. And, um, you know, uh, iPhones came out, right? Things changed with, you know, the mobile and Mm. smart devices. So I don't think it's going to replace necessarily everything once and for all, but it's going to evolve and things are going to change and people are going to adapt and new skills will come up and, you know, smart, people who you know understand how to use the technology well will will just you know thrive and start figuring out ways to do their jobs better and faster
0: yeah absolutely um and uh, it, it is really interesting because you can never obviously you can never replace that human touch um or that human intuition um especially when thinking about you know personalized campaigns um but it, it, it really is a, an interesting um model i've not actually um used it yet so i don't know if you have joseph but um... I, i've
1: played around with the some of the tools the the other is you know it, the, the ai is still young right it's going to continue to evolve and grow like right now getting the right tone and you know feeling it, you can do it to some extent if you know what you're doing and you can do it well but yeah, you know, i've seen you know uh poems written in the, in the voice of shakespeare right for example mm. But you know, you have to know how to ask it for that. You have to know how to do that. You know, can you describe your tone and voice for your business that you want to communicate with your customers to an AI? Maybe, maybe not. Like, you know, I, I'm not sure it's there yet.
0: Yeah, pro- well, yeah, no, I, I don't think it is there.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. um,
0: and the uh, if, if, if a company is considering uh, dropping a marketing function for AI, uh.
1: I mean, AI is going to, you know, AI in some variation will be part of the marketing stack at some point I, that I don't doubt, right. Whether chat or some other tool within mm. the AI space, you know, just like people now need to use email tools and SMS tools and, mm. you know, CMS tools and CRM tools, you know, that will be another tool in the, in as part of the marketing stack, you know, along with all the other things that m- us marketers use. Yeah. Well,
0: well, I think that sort of, Brings us quite um, nicely onto the next topic that I wanted to discuss with you, actually, Joseph, and that's around sort of measurables and how you how you measure the effectiveness of of, of marketing and, and and a marketing team in in the startup world. Uh, yeah, t- talk to me about that.
1: So measuring a campaign as a as a marketer is you know usually pretty straightforward. If you set it up correctly, you can track it all the way through, and you know calculate out your roi your cost per lead cost per acquisition and so on uh return on ad spend whatever that business is using as its metrics I've seen a lot of people not do that <laughs> right a mm-hmm. lot of people just you know throw money at the wall and say we're marketing uh yes you're you're putting advertising and media out in this in the world and you know a good marketer in today's day and age will will ha- have all those skills will know how to track everything effectively. We'll make sure that the numbers are flowing through into whatever systems they're using. Uh, you know, it's that old, you know, I I know my marketing's work, you know, half my marketing's working and just not which half. In today's day and age, you know, you should know 90, 95, you know, <laughs> or more of what's working and what's not. You know, there's always going to be a little noise in the in the marketing space. You know, the, the whole Attribution conversation will come up. You know what's what. Which is the media that actually drove the conversion? You can get into those conversations, but at the end of the day, marketers should know what's what's driving conversion and how to throw money at that and reduce where it's not where it's not return, returning returning ROI. Sure,
0: sure. Uh, I, I, I suppose just to go to the, to the layer below, um, you spoke about um, a market. A good marketer should know that 95, 90 percent of their marketing is effective. In general, when we're talking about, let's say, a, a SaaS startup um, who is B2B, how, how are you actually measuring that?
1: Well, for B2B marketing, I mean, again, it's going to vary by company, but presumably, you know, sales and sales opportunities are the things you're going to be measuring, right? So how many... Mm. Having conversations, how those conversations funnel down through to the sales team to ultimately to conversion. You know, what you know, each company's gonna have you know three, five, ten, whatever number of steps, and each one of those steps can be measured, and you can look at each of those steps by the media that drove the people into those steps. Um, it's no, it's not really in my mind. It's not really that different from any other media. Just how you, mm. how far you track it and what the metrics are right so in some cases it's purely cost per lead in some cases you know cost per lead cost per uh, meeting cost per demo cost per sales presentation cost per acquisition or whatever you know other steps may happen in that and then understanding was that a google search ad was that an event marketing uh, mm. effort was that a piece of content was that natural search You know, should all be able to track it Again, it's never gonna be perfect, but you should be able to track it pretty closely mm. to uh to a comfort level where you fail this is accurate and you're gonna know what's working. I mean, the worst thing you can do is just look at the top of the funnel, right? And you go, Oh, we get lots of leads from this source, but no down funnel conversions, then boom. You'll just keep spending money poorly, and at the end of the day, you're not gonna have moved the needle up the sales side. Mm. Yeah. I I, I and
0: have there have been times um when, when you've been in business where you well you've had to pivot massively on a on a campaign uh yeah
1: how about pivoting massively i i've definitely i've joined companies where they were doing things which in my personal opinion and experience didn't make a lot of sense and i you know sort of stopped them or changed the course of what we were doing uh, yeah. i remember one company i was working for it was a b2b company in uh, the health technology space and they were going to something like 15 events a year, you know, trade shows, whatever. Mm, yeah. They had zero metrics on the effectiveness of those trade shows. And I said, well, let's stop doing all that. Right. And so what we did is we consolidated all the money that was being spent, travel, entertainment, food, uh, exhibit hall passes, et cetera. And we said, okay, we're going to go to the, you know, these two events a year and we're going to have a plan and we put together a plan. I actually wrote about this. Uh, it's a number of years ago. It's it's on one of the many blogs I've written. Um, and we just created a campaign around that one event so that at the end of the day, we were able to say, we, we spent X, we achieved these you know these initiatives and we got these results. Um, mm. In that particular case, we left that event with, I think, 400, 450 leads that the company was able to continue to nurture for a long time.
0: Well I, I think that's um I think that's really great hearing a sort of a real life story as um, uh, how you've implemented a change and, and and also measured it as well. Um it's it's often hard um to m- measure the uh, effectiveness uh, on a whole, of, of marketing, in the sense that you generate um, leads for the, the salesperson, um, and th- th- there isn't really a way to understand how strong the lead is, how weak it is. And also, I suppose you can, you're also, you, you know, if the salesperson's really great and they close it and that's your lead, you know, that's sort of. Great, but if they're not if they're not so if they're not so good ha, uh, the question is it, 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 you know is the lead strong or what was it so it's really yeah, yeah.
1: that's a fair question right yeah there is an external influence on performance there for sure i think that's going to come down to the team's sales team having their own set of metrics and their own set of uh evaluations that they do some are going to be subjective some can be more you know qualitative but sales and marketing need to work very closely. I know a lot of companies, sales and marketing don't work closely together. Uh, every place I personally have worked, I've either sat with or collaborated mm-hmm. with or meet with, on you know, regularly the sales team because I'm spending a company's money to drive a lead, to ultimately drive mm-hmm. a sale. And I want to understand, okay, are these leads good? Are they bad? What are you hearing? Is it the wrong target? You know, what, what can we do to work to make this better? It's not, you versus me, it's us bringing the whole company a level up, right? Like, exactly at the end of the day, we all succeed if we succeed and we all fail if one of us mm. fails. Yeah, so it's you know, all about working really hard together to achieve something bigger.
0: Yeah, no, def- definitely. And uh, it, it is that collaboration between sales and marketing uh, so so closely together. <laughs> um, so, so obviously, um, Joseph, we're, we're now at the precipice of potentially an economic downturn, um, there is talks of a recession, uh, incoming, you know, whether or not it will come, we don't know yet. But in your experience um, from uh, years of of marketing, how best can stats companies um, use
1: Marketing during this this time—that's a, a good question, and I think one that too many companies don't ask. You know, they they just react bad news. You know, we're going to cut staff, we're going to cut spending, we're going to mm. cut, cut, cut. Versus, you know, grow. How are we going to grow in a in an economic downturn? Is probably a better question than how are we going to restrict. um So I think lots of ways to look at this, and again. Nuances are going to be very different, but you know maybe you focus more on customer retention. Maybe you focus more mm-hmm. on word of mouth marketing and referrals and you know, reviews and, and things that don't cost a lot of money out of pocket. You know, nurture your email list a lot more. You know, more carefully. Um, build, continue to build on your organic presence in the market you know, you'd be selective with where you're spending money for sure. But early in my career, I'll, I'll just share a quick story. I, I was working mm-hmm. in a more of a traditional direct response marketing company. And a colleague said, to I, we were talking about his business and our business. And I said, so what's your marketing budget? He goes, I don't have a marketing budget. I said, what do you mean? He says, if I am getting an ROI, I'm spending money. When I stop getting an ROI on my marketing, I stop." So his, his point was really that, why would you pull back if you're generating an ROI? Mm. If you, if every dollar you spend brings in two, four, ten, whatever the number is, why would yeah. you stop? Even if the economy is not doing great, you're 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 hurting your business at the end of the day because mm. you're now not fueling it, right? You you just shut off the the fuel pump to your business by looking at the budget versus looking at the revenue. So, many
0: many companies are so reactive now to to the the tech giants of Twitter, yeah. met, you know Meta. Um, Google, they're seeing so many layoffs that, well, we'd be laying off as well. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, look, layoffs are going to be inevitable in a downturn, but that doesn't mean the company needs to stop all their their growth. Mm. You know, they, you can still grow your business during a downturn. I've worked with companies during downturns where over when the downturn's over, they are far out ahead of all their competition because their competition also is constricting, right? So all of a sudden, everyone's constricting except for you. Well, then you're going to be ahead, right? You're you're grabbing market share. You're you're thinking bigger. You're thinking differently. You're not saying go spend you know ten thousand dollars a day on on Google search ads or whatever you're doing, but don't don't cut off the uh, the head, right, to the mm. the body. So like you you want to keep growing. You want to think creatively. You want to look at the the opportunities maybe a little differently. Uh, one of the businesses I worked with years ago, we, half of our business came from word of mouth and referrals. Right, so mm. can you can you take your business from, you know, maybe, maybe it's a five percent or ten percent now? Can you double that? Can you triple that? Like, what can you do? Like, that's an easy thing to work on, right? If you have sure. a great product and a great service, yeah. I'm not saying it's easy in the sense that you're going to see the return right away, but that's from a from a marketing standpoint. Like, you can put those efforts in place relatively easily. Yeah, um, yeah, and there's others, right? Like, like I mentioned, the email easy to keep pushing out emails, you know, get better, you know, talk about AI, you know, probably don't use your AI to to write those emails. Uh, uh, Yeah. So it's just, you know, understanding what performance marketing is all about. It's like, what performs, you know, what's Mm. driving the return. Don't
0: don't stop things (laughs) that are working yeah absolutely um it, it, yeah if it's not broke don't fix it basically
1: <laughs> yeah but there are companies again i understand like you know corporate structures are what they are and, and the budgets just get cut and everyone just says okay 20 percent off the top boom yeah yeah so, sometimes that makes sense sometimes you know you could have just lost 80 percent of your business because you cut the wrong thing uh, uh,
0: yeah absolutely um uh, J- joseph um I, th- I think that's um, an excellent place to sort of wrap things up um, with some great advice uh, going into the uh, economic downturn. Um, I'd love just, if you want to leave our listeners with with one thought about um, building and growing a marketing team uh, in the SaaS world, uh, that'd be really great.
1: Yeah. I think the most important thing, again, coming from the marketer's point of view is, Find the right person and then get out of their way. If they know what they're doing, mm. your business is going to grow. If you try to micromanage them or you know keep constraints on what they're able to do, then don't hire them. Like you, you know, you want someone who you're going to drive your business. Let them drive the business. Um, yeah, just give them the give them the guardrails. You know, you have this much to spend. You have this many. You know, you know OKRs you have to hit and achieve, and then just get out of the way. And, you know, they'll let you know if they need help or if they're having a problem. Great, hire and
0: genuinely give autonomy and responsibility to that person. If you you are the right people,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Well, well, Joseph, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, It's been a real pleasure to speak to you. Um, Some fascinating insights into uh, building um, first marketing teams, measuring successes, uh, and also some great advice for companies, Going into this uh, crazy year ahead of us. Um,
1: (laughs) I appreciate you having me on, Joseph. It was great to chat with you, and uh, here to help if I can.
0: Thank you so much. Well, thanks very much for listening. This is Growing Tech Fast with um, Joe Champion Williams and Joseph Katz.